I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by the new podcast, Surviving Y2K. The team behind Missing Richard Simmons is back with a new series. Remember Y2K? The Armageddon that never happened? Well, now you can hear some incredible stories leading up to New Year's Eve 1999 and what happened at the stroke of midnight. You'll get to know an evangelical family preparing for the apocalypse, the coders who fix the millennium bug, and even host Dan Taberski's own Y2K life-changing story. It's called Surviving Y2K because Dan, he barely did. Search for the series Headlong Surviving Y2K in your podcast apps like Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And now for our podcast. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in the studio, as always, with my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. Your show at Caroline's on Broadway was so good. I know. Good. I'm glad. You know what else is going to be so good? What? This episode. Wow. Yes, because we're doing all the things. We're starting off with Worst Things First, the worst news of the week. After that, we got a special deep dive in the form of an open letter, and I will be addressing two people who pissed me the fuck off this week. And I hope they're listening because justice will be served. And finally, we got the very funny Joe Firestone in the stude. Joe is a comedian, writer, and actor. It's one of the weirdest, strangest interviews that we've done on Unhappy Hour, but also probably my favorite. We laughed so hard and it was so weird. And you might not have any idea <laughs> what the fuck happened because I don't, but it'll be worth it. Don't you worry your little faces. We've got all that and more. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start the show. All right, worst things first, the most fucked up news of the week. First, we survived election week last week, didn't we? Oh, we did. Thank God. We all made it, and so much happened, but my two favorite stories from election day were these. First... Kim Davis. Do you remember Kim Davis? How could I forget? Just a walking, talking Hobby Lobby mannequin with (laughs) her floor length, like corduroy overall dress over her turtleneck. You know her. You know her. She was a county clerk, God warrior in Kentucky, and she famously stopped issuing marriage licenses days after the Supreme Court ruled that same sex marriage was legal nationwide she was like oh you think you're gonna get to me supreme court guess what i just won't do my job and then what happened she went to jail (laughs) anyway she was up for re-election last week and she fucking lost (laughs) um and my second favorite 
election day story comes out of Nevada. Nevada? Nevada. 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 I never know how to say it right. Someone will bitch at me on the internet (laughs) that I'm saying it wrong. Tweet at us on Happy Hour Pod. (laughs) No disrespect to the great state of Nevada or Nevada. A Nevada brothel owner and TV star named Dennis Hoff, he won the election of a state legislative seat as a member of the Republican Party. Unfortunately for him, he had been dead for three weeks at the time of his election. (laughs) So basically, a legislative district in Nevada elected a dead pimp (laughs) to the legislature. And now his ghost gets to vote in everything on all issues. Yeah. So this man named Dennis Hoff, he um, was the owner of a handful of brothels in Nevada, which they do allow. These are legal brothels Mm -hmm. because that is legal there. He also starred in an HBO reality series called Cat House. He wrote a book called The Art of the Pimp. So he was like, I know what my chasers are next week. (laughs) (laughs) once we consume all this great content. But a few weeks ago, porn star Ron Jeremy, you know him, Uh and a prostitute, they discovered him dead at his Love Ranch brothel about an hour outside of Las Vegas. It's just so strange that like he's the one who discovered him. Do you think that they still voted for him after that? Those two? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It's so weird. It's so weird that like he was still on the ballot. I guess that's just like how it works. Not a whole not a not a bad day overall, I would say. Next! Police in Alabama. Alabama? Oh, I'm sorry. Police in Alabama say a man not wearing any pants (laughs) fell through the roof of a Waffle House (laughs) during a botched burglary. (laughs) And then he fought patrons before running away. How come? I just like, if you're going to fall through the ceiling of a restaurant, put on a pair of pants. (laughs) Dress up for this occasion. Anyway, a 27-year-old guy is being sought There was another suspect, has not been identified, but the police chief basically says he tried to break into the restaurant's office through the ceiling. So he went into the bathroom, took off his pants, (laughs) tied the door shut with his pants, and then climbed into the ceiling to try to get into uh, the office, except ceilings, not the most um, weight-bearing of <laughs> part of the, a structure. And so Glenn came bursting through the dining room and fell on a bunch of patrons <laughs> who then tried to fight and detain him. In other words, like Tuesday at a Waffle House in Alabama, <laughs> right? Next! A 69-year-old <laughs> A 69-year-old pensioner from where's Dutch? Danen, Daneland, Denmark. <laughs> what? The Netherlands. Oh my god. <laughs> A 69-year-old pensioner from the Netherlands who is Dutch. Went to the doctor recently. He's a very fit man, apparently. And his doctors told him that he actually has, like, the body and countenance of a a much younger man. Like, someone 20 years his junior. And now he's trying to sue someone. I don't know who you sue in this case. To legally change his age to 20 years younger. What? Because he says it affects his job prospects and his luck with women on Tinder. Hey, you know, ageism is real. But I don't think that's how it works. First of all, you can lie. (laughs) 
<laughs> like, why do you need a document? Are you scanning your birth certificate onto <laughs> Tinder? Say you're 45. People lie on Tinder every day. Right now, hundreds, thousands of people are lying on Tinder. Quote, he says, when I'm on Tinder and it says I'm 69, I don't get an answer. When I'm 49, with, with the face I have, I will be in a luxurious position. Again, just say you're 49. <laughs> or just accept the fact that you're 69. Well, you can't change things, sir. Love yourself. Love the way that you are. Love the age you were born with. Okay? <laughs> When I'm 69, I am limited. If I'm 49, then I can buy a new house, drive a different car. I can take up more work. You can do all of these things now! How does it work in the Netherlands? I don't know how age works there. Time is reversed. I feel like... are they? Do they exist over some, like, fairy fountain? I don't know, but this guy should just be really grateful that he gets all the senior discounts at Denny's. That's true. Do they have Denny's in the Netherlands? Maybe I can't if he lives wait here, until I'm happier. 69. I'm going to get everything for free. You know how many times I would walk up to people and be like, guess my age. <laughs> then, then when they guessed it, I'd be like. <laughs> uh, anyway, basically, it's now in court. And in the next few weeks, a court is going to make a decision on this. Although, uh, apparently, they're skeptical of the lawsuit because there's no legal way for you to change your date of birth. So, he's going to have to chill. Next, a woman, I think also in the UK, basically, here's what happens, is that I have, like, a Twitter list from a bunch of news outlets half of which are like the Daily Mail. <laughs> so half of my stories are always from the UK, and this is why, just so everybody knows. A woman in the UK was left in shock after her car was hit and damaged by what she thought was a cockatoo. Turns out it was a flying dildo. <laughs> <laughs> you could say that was a cock or two. Uh, she says... Something hit her car, damaged her headlight. And the weirdest part of the story is that apparently this particular stretch of road has been known for dildo attacks. What? At least three incidents in the area have have been reported involving flying dildos. Maybe it's like the Bermuda Triangle. Of dildos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's where like, all your lost dildos go. If you're ever like, oh, what happened to my dildo? It's because it disappeared and it reappeared in this place. <laughs> the mysteries of life. And finally, this one comes from a listener who tweeted out on Happy Hour Pod with this suggestion. A man in Florida, only in Florida, wearing Crocs. Because that is the official footwear of Florida. <laughs> Allegedly jumped a fence at an alligator farm on Tuesday night and spent about four hours inside before getting attacked by a 12-foot reptile. Four uh, hours seems like a pretty solid amount of time to spend there without getting attacked. Yeah, I don't understand. How, what do you do in an alligator farm for four hours and without being, getting eaten, like, immediately? Because security footage showed him, like, jumping onto a roof of a shed and then jumping into the pond and splashing around for quite some time, according to this article. Uh, the pond contained at least three large crocodiles. And at one point, not crocodile, crocodiles? 
Yeah, I think that this article is saying crocodiles only so that the joke about the fact that the kids were in Crocs works. <laughs> right. They, these are, uh, they probably are alligators unless they like imported some crocodiles because there are no crocodiles in, in Florida. Unless it's a specifically a crocodile farm where they are farming crocodiles. Well, it said alligator farm at first. Oh, listen. So th- these are just ignorant reporters. Listeners of this podcast will know I have a loose understanding of most facts. So. <laughs> Don't hold me accountable for this. The point is, some drunk-ass motherfucking Florida person jumped into a fucking alligator pond and then got attacked. A video shows one of the alligators lunging at him, biting his leg. (laughs) And when staff appeared the next morning, all they found were a pair of shorts and some Crocs next to a pile of blood. So let this be a lesson to all of you. Do not wear your Crocs to an alligator farm because you will get bit and you will deserve it. And that's it for this week's Worst Things First. Next, I have a very angry letter to read to all of you. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. All right. Well, the other day, it was actually on election day. I was feeling good. You know, it was a little rainy in New York, but, you know, hopes were high and life worth living. And I was dreaming a dream. I felt good about the world and democracy and my fellow man. Until I went to get coffee, right? Because as I was leaving the Starbs, I was juggling my ham and Swiss sandwich and my iced coffee and my umbrella. I stopped to hold the door for a young couple who were coming in for a drink. And guess what? They ignored me. They ignored my kind, unnecessary gesture. I did not have to do that, but I did. And so I decided to pen an open letter to this couple in the hopes that they will listen to this and feel bad about themselves. And if you are ever one of these people, know that I speak directly to you, sir and or madam. (laughs) Listen, listen very closely because this is for you. An open letter to the couple who I held the door for at Starbucks, and then they didn't thank me or even acknowledge my presence. Dear bitch-ass couple who waltzed through the open door at Starbucks and walked past me like I was part of the concrete wall. Uh, first of all, uh, you're welcome. Were it not for me, you might have had to employ one of your precious finger muscles. Or worse, you might have walked right through the glass and broken it everywhere and possibly impaled yourself right in your cold, thankless heart. But hey, maybe then it would have released the unappreciative demon that was trapped inside your husk of a body. I can't imagine that you missed me, a six-foot three-inch beast of a man acting as your personal doorstopper. But in case you did, allow me to introduce myself. Because I'm your new worst enemy. Congratulations. We're in an eternal fight now. And I won't stop until you're begging for my forgiveness. Do you think I exist just to hold doors for people like you? You aristocrats with your fancy boots (laughs) and your sheepskin coats and your jewels. 
Walking into establishments like the rest of the world as the backdrop to your own television show? Your television show is a joke. Your television show can barely make it onto public access TV. And you may be thinking, Matt, can't you just do a kind gesture without expecting a reward, even if that reward costs the other people absolutely nothing because it's two simple fucking words? No, I didn't have to do shit. I could have slammed it in their privileged little faces. And maybe it's just my poor Midwestern naivete expecting reciprocated kindness from strangers. But guess what? You have turned this mushy, soft Midwestern heart into a core of coal and steel. You have hardened me against the world. Thanks to you, I am radicalized. And the next time I see a couple entering a Starbucks while I'm leaving, I'm throwing my coffee on the ground and raising my fists. I know exactly what kind of people these are. They're the same people who don't use a turn signal until the last fucking second, defeating the very purpose of the turn signal, which is to alert other drivers in advance of your decision to turn. They're the same people who don't like the food at restaurants, and then they leave a dollar tip for the waiter, even though it's not the fucking waiter's fault that the food was shitty. They're just doing their job, getting paid $4 an hour to deal with ungrateful assholes like you. They have to look at your fucking face in the pool of ass sweat that you leave on the seat after you stand up. They're the type of people who repeat your idea at a meeting, but louder than you. And then everybody else is like, wow, that's the best idea I've ever heard in my life. How did you think of that? And then they make direct eye contact with you. And they're like, I don't know. It just like came to me in a dream. (laughs) these people these people are bullies and ingrates and scoundrels and they deserve to be shamed and reviled for their public behavior maybe you think i'm overreacting okay maybe you think this is all just pent-up rage boiling beneath the surface of my delicate skin but i ask you what's next (gasps) first they don't say thank you when you hold the door for them next they're assaulting your grandma Think of your grandma. Think of her old, wrinkly-ass face and her little chin hairs and one droopy eyelid. Now imagine her getting punched in the face. That's what'll happen if these people aren't brought to justice. So I say to you now, listeners, please stand with me against this tyranny. The tyranny of people who don't say thank you when you hold the door for them. And I'm not talking about just anybody. I'm talking about these two people in particular. I am done holding doors for people. I will never hold a door for anybody else in my life until I get an apology written, signed, not dictated from these two people in particular i'll be waiting i'll be waiting you know where to find me i'll be at the starbucks waiting for your apology directly and that's all i have to say on the matter signed matthew lewis bellisai dictated into a microphone on this day verbal signature And that's it for this week's Weird Deep Dive. Now, on to our weird interview. We're going to bring in Joe Firestone in the stude for what was supposed to be an interview, but turned into her interviewing me, but also trolling me. And also, we played a terrible game, and I'm not really sure what happened, but let's get into it. (laughs) 
My guest complainer today is comedian Joe Firestone. You've seen her on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon. You've seen her on Joe Para Talks With You, The Chris Gethard Show. You've listened to her comedy album, The Hits, and her podcast, Dr. Game Show. And she was just featured uh, on Comedy Central Stand-Up Presents. And if you haven't seen her listen to these things, then what are you doing with your life? Also, you should be right after you're done with this episode. Joe Firestone, mm-hmm. welcome to the show. Thank you so much. What an intro. I know. We are, we really just listed your entire biography. Oh, I mean, really wonderful. <laughs> Love it. It's just an IMDb listing oh. at this, but now nobody has to do the work. Nobody has to do the work. Not it's even great. IMDb. <laughs> we do like to start off by asking everybody, what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves? Oh, I thought it was one thing I love that everyone else hates. I'll accept that okay. also. I, I'm so sorry. Sometimes I get things mixed up in emails. <laughs> Um, okay, can I tell you what I love? Sure. Hot fruit. Mmm. Hot fruit. Mm. <sighs> when you say fruit that generally, it does concern me because my mind does not go to like the normal thing. But, okay. So Explain like, to me what fruit. Have you ever been berry picking? <laughs> God, no. Okay. I, I hope I never find myself well, in that situation. I hope you do. I hope you do. And I hope you find yourself saying, what a good surprise. It's the berries are so hot. Because they've been in the summer sun. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I think, why don't we microwave fruit? Uh, sure. Yeah. I, mean, I think I feel we that... should microwave fruit. <laughs> feel that way about most most things. Shouldn't be microwave. Should be. Should be microwave. <sighs> no, just like of the majority of things, I feel like most of them should are, be are good not being. Microwaved. No, I think they're much better microwaved. So berries specifically. I would put berries in the microwave. <laughs> What berries? I would put pizza in the microwave. Sure. Okay. That I'm on board with. I love the microwave. <laughs> well, this is this is related, I think, to growing up in the Midwest. You're a Midwesterner, right? Yeah. I What's do that think, have to do with it? I think I think the microwave no, is a Midwesterner. It's a universally loved appliance. <laughs> it's a beloved appliance. I'm only speaking from my experience. Right. Also a Midwesterner. Sure. Where in the Midwest did you grow up? St. Louis. Okay. Not home of the microwave. It's just no, independent. Very true. Uh, I only ask because we did extensive research and your hometown is very difficult to, to discern from what is available on the World Wide Web. What do you mean? And that my producers who stalked you mm-hmm. were unable to find your hometown. So I thought maybe you were like hiding it. Interesting. Yes, I'm hiding it. <laughs> well, it's we'll London, redact. actually. London, the UK. <laughs> right, I heard tell. of it? I could tell from mm-hmm. your accent. Yeah, right. I'm from London. No, I think when I first moved to New York, my mother, more than anything else, more than like getting stabbed on the street, she was concerned that I did not have a microwave. And that she was should like, be. Yeah. How are you going to cook? My apartment on the Upper West Side did not have an oven. For a full year, I lived without because I stupidly assumed that beneath the stovetop there would be an oven. <laughs> I never checked, Uh-oh. and then I, when I moved in, I was like, "Oh, this There's is no... just cabinets for real." <laughs> yeah, under the stove, it right. seems like it'd be easier, less of a fire hazard to just put an oven in there. Exactly. No, it was just like exposed wires. Maybe there was a, an oven at some point. I bet you could have cooked something in those drawers. <laughs> I bet that was a secret <laughs> oven. I I didn't check for a bathroom in my first apartment. And there was none. Oh, no. None. That seems like a, a, a bigger miss. Yeah, you got to go somewhere else then. 
Was it like in the hallway or yeah, just down not... the hall, shared bathroom? I don't like that at all. Shared. That is. How long did you have to live like that? I lived like that for eight months, and I couldn't take it anymore. I, I'm proud of you for making it even that long. That's my biggest nightmare. I think not having a bathroom. Yeah. You think that's your biggest nightmare? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes, I would go that far. What about I'm somebody, doubling down? What about somebody chasing you with a with um with a shoe with throwing stars? I think as long as there was like a bathroom at the end of the chase, I'd be fine. Yeah, you're out of your mind. <laughs> my my Upper West Side apartment also only had like half a bathroom. Like it didn't have a full door. It just had like a sliding. Oh, kind I thought of you meant accordion. like Willy Wonka style, like half a toilet. <laughs> right. Everything was sliced in half. That'd be pretty cool. And basically, basically, and like my thighs touched the wall when I sat down. It was it was an experience. Wouldn't that be unfortunate if you thought it was cool to have half a toilet, but then all your waste just ended up in a pile? It slid down. I mean, I imagine some of it would would get down there eventually. No, no, definitely. <laughs> You'd have to make a little slide. I mean, yeah, that toilet it might as well have been half a toilet. Might, one, might as well. At one point, I flushed it, and it just didn't stop flushing, like violently <laughs> flowing water. Listen, and I had to live like angry. that. <laughs> you needed to pay homage to it. I guess so. It yeah. was very hungry. Anyway, ew. Um. <laughs> I'm still I'm still on it. Microwaves as not a Midwestern appliance. It's a universal appliance. Okay. Uh, People love it as much as they love the computer. Right. And the toaster. Right, right. Tell me about your 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 childhood in the Midwest. What do you mean? How did growing up in the Midwest shape Joe Firestone? I don't know. That's a really hard <laughs> it's a, question. It's a broad question. Um uh, I don't know. How do you answer that question? I, I love the green. I feel like at uh, growing up in the Midwest, I either I, you have two choices: like go into comedy or become like a serial killer. Those, those are, are the, the two. Those are the two career choices, I think, or podcast producer. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, it's just like I, I, I feel like there's so little to do that you. I had no choice but to like stew in my own experience. Oh. And and therefore... I had lots to do. Yeah. Yes. Maybe St. Louis was more exciting than... Yeah, I had lots to do. My friends and I, we would get together every Friday and Saturday night. We would dip our faces in water and then dip our faces in sprinkles. So, sure, yeah, sure. we had a ton of stuff to do. And um, Right, right. Yeah. Was there a name for that or just... No. Or just, just Friday night. We didn't night. need a name. We, we just Friday night. <laughs> How long have you lived in New York? Uh, eight years. Okay, so the mid the Midwest has has have you have you grown beyond it? Um, I still love St. Louis, but uh, I don't really love New York as any more than it. I know there's certain cities I don't like at all, but some. But I like New York. Yeah, it feels like home. I, mean, I assume you travel around a lot and do comedy sure. in a lot of places. Is there one place that you're like, I hate this place in particular? I hate San Francisco. <laughs> Why? Because it's freezing. <laughs> because of the gays. The gays. Right. They're the everywhere. The cold gays. It's so cold there. It's always cold there. I never shivered so much in my life than in San Francisco, California. Have you been there like in the summertime? No. That that's I don't probably even, why. No, it's too cold. You're it shouldn't mid- be called California. Westerners should. You should be steeled against the cold. It's too. It's too cold there. I've shivered 
Shivered and Shivered That's in true. San Francisco. That should be a song, I Shivered in San Francisco. <laughs> you can write it. I don't, I don't think anybody else is on that beat. I microwaved in Minneapolis. Yeah, I feel like this could be a good song. We're, yeah, we're, we're, the, the ball is rolling on this on yes. this hit, forthcoming yes. hit. Yes. Um, I watched your special. It's very funny. Oh, thanks. Um, don't you love that when someone's like, <laughs> it's very funny. There's nothing. There's nothing. Do to you say watch to that. specials? I love specials. You love them? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I feel so judged. Mm, I just don't believe you at all. Do you watch specials? Mm, sometimes. Not all the time. Right, right. Like right I now, for example. Right now, I haven't watched one in a week. That's a long time. You know, specials is supposed to indicate once in a lifetime. <laughs> We do throw the, the word we throw special out the around. Word, you know, that's used to describe split pea soup. You know what I mean? Is it? Like at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the special. Oh, right. On special today. Yeah. Do you know uh, what I learned? What's that? I learned from my friend Joe that uh, you're not supposed to get fish from a restaurant on a Monday. Why? Because... It's it's the weekend's leftovers. Did you know that? I did not know that. He I, learned that from the Anthony Bourdain book on tape. Oh, specifically on tape. I yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> I bet that was exclusive to the audiobook. Yeah. I think I, I just generally avoid ordering fish all the time. You don't like it? I'm not a big seafood person. Why? How do you celebrate? <laughs> um. I, do you have a celebratory What's celebratory <laughs> a food? Celebratory uh, like fillet of fish. I know what I do for celebration. <laughs> like a tuna. Sandwich. No way! No way! See, I think I always used to have like when I was younger, I'd have tuna sandwiches and things. But that was it was mostly about the mayonnaise. Love the mayonnaise. The tuna was second. Second. My brother, he has a theory that everybody secretly loves mayonnaise, even if you say you hate it. And what he does is he's like, uh, "You like mayonnaise? Say no." No. Oh, well, what about chicken salad? And then he thinks he's got a gotcha moment. And that guy is 36 years old. You know what? <laughs> we, they can't all be winners. 36. He's got two kids. And he thinks the gotcha moment is tricking people into admitting they like chicken salad. We were just talking about this because so many places in New York have like the sandwich that gets named after the person who visits wherever. You what? Know, what are you talking about? There's like what sandwiches. There's about? like famous you sandwiches. You just made up that phenomenon. I never even heard of that before. If you had... If, Places all over New York? All over. You can't make this stuff up and just tell me that. It's true. It's when, true now. When did that happen? Where? One place, tell me. I don't know. Someplace Barry just went. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm trying to... I, I, I don't know. I don't know any of it. The Reuben. The Reuben. The there's, Reuben is not after a person. Reuben Stutter had had a sandwich. Oh, my gosh. If you... If there was a Joe Firestone sandwich, there what would it be? Oh, my friend got a sandwich named after him. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so you know what I'm oh, talking about. Oh, I don't about. know what you're talking about. My friend Julio got a sandwich named after him. Julio Torres? Julio Torres. What is the Julio Torres sandwich? Let me see if I remember. I think it is, it's a bagel at his bagel place. It's, uh, I think it's, it's either poppy seed or pumpernickel bagel mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. vegan cream cheese and cucumber and tomato and maybe... Maybe uh, avocado. This doesn't sound like a sandwich. That's what he likes. He gets it every morning. 
or maybe he morning. used to. I don't know if he still does, but he used to. But he moved. But he used to get it every morning. This is not my information to share. I know. I will. Well, I'll ask Julio about it. Yeah. But if, if there was a Joe Firestone sandwich, what would it be? Oh, uh, what? Did... See, my it made me think of it because mine would be chicken salad. No, it, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't take a food that's a regular food. That's the problem, though. You have it's to not, add something. It's not special Just add enough. one thing. Big deal. <laughs> I don't know. With like grapes. What? <laughs> okay, that's there very... is there is a very good uh, the first apartment I lived in. Uh, there was a bakery down the street. I don't remember its name, but it has the best chicken salad sandwich in New York, and I just want to claim it as mine. But you need to put something on it, and you want to put grapes. I think grapes are in it. Okay. Or well, apples. then you need to add something else. You want to put apples on it? On the grape chicken salad? I'll work on it. I'll you work on it. You got to do something because you can't just claim a sandwich. You can't just say turkey and cheese. <laughs> that's me. It looks bad. It's, that's, that's really all you have to know about me. Um, that's just shameful. You know, I do get a regular sandwich at this deli I go to. Yeah. But they don't, they don't call it me. What is it? It's toasted whole wheat. Uh-huh. I got a layer of hummus there. Uh-huh. I got a cheddar cheese. I got tomato. I got avocado. And it, oh, it splits. I take a bite and then it all comes out of either side. Right, right. It's not a good, well-constructed sandwich. It's a slippy, <laughs> slidey. Yeah. I do get um, chicken salad on a croissant, which I know you have a bit about croissants. You do get that? I do. Mm. It's very difficult to eat. Yeah. Because yeah. a croissant is basically... Inedible. What do you mean? It's like it's like eating a cloud of bread. No. It's not no. it's not a solid. No, no. no. <laughs> yes. No. I can attest no. you. It, it's no, entered you're, my you're mouth. You're demanding <laughs> too much from your bread. What do you want from your bread? Just to like You want stay a hokey roll? Do you want a roll? Just like stay in a solid Why don't you form. Stick with rolls. Okay. You don't, if I, you can't understand the nuance of different breads, you don't even deserve to go beyond a roll. I do think it's the consistency of, of a hearty chicken salad on a delicate croissant that perhaps does not mix well. But maybe that's maybe that's my it's, sandwich. It's too wet. It's a wet. It's too wet of a food. So uh, things from your your comedy special that I have mm, questions oh about. Oh no! Come on. You uh, uh, you're. I do this love isn't how fair I did this years ago. I've changed. I'm a totally different person now. Just... Do you know how cool I am now? Didn't it come out like four days ago? What? No. The Comedy at Central special? Years ago. <laughs> I'm completely different now. Um, I do love how on Comedy Central, from whatever year it was from. 2000. Right, right. I do love how they build it as Joe Firestone talks about her passion for yogurt. Like that was that was the the selling line. Good. Uh, Good. Tell me about your passion for yogurt. You know what? That's the problem is I don't even give a shit about <laughs> yogurt anymore. I moved on from it. It's like yeah, it's like working at a froyo shop. Like you're gonna get sick of it eventually. Yeah, I worked at my own yogurt shop, which is my house. Right, right. Telling jokes about yogurt. It's my house. Do you honestly not like yogurt? I don't even give a shit about it anymore. <laughs> It's unreasonable that you interview me about this. Interview me about current topics. Uh, that's true. I current shouldn't. topics like crackers and also 
I just can't believe if your producers did any stocking at all, they'd know that I don't even eat yogurt anymore. <laughs> I have moved on to grapes I like that. and crackers. Okay, sure. Grapes, right. Grapes are not ra- if you raisins wanted, specifically. I'm not even talking about raisins anymore. I'm talking about juicy <laughs> grapes, and that's what I will talk about. I told you this before I sent an email. <laughs> I'm sorry. The email was not passed out. Who to received me. it? Probably Barry. It's usually her fault. Well, what the fuck is wrong with this whole podcast? I sent a whole email saying I don't want to talk about anything but juicy grapes, and <laughs> it is like unreasonable. I'm on thin ice already. I can't believe <laughs> I'm it. So sorry. I am so disgusted by the way this is run. Do you eat grapes with seeds? Thank you so much. Uh, that was a suggested question that I emailed. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> no. I I once bought a, pa- a bag of grapes that I was like, wow, these are the biggest grapes I've ever seen. Yeah. This is going to be great. Yeah. And then I sat down and took a big old chomp into uh-huh. it, and there was just a fat seed in the yeah, middle. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Can was... you tell another grape story? <laughs> I Sadly, I ran out of grape what stories. The... But... Uh, you got to uh, eat more grapes. I'm going to turn the tables mm. and ask you about your grape stories. That's perfectly fine. A- any any spring to mind? Yeah, definitely. I've had all kinds of different grapes. Green, purple, black. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And um, I just, I can tell you what color a grape is even without looking at it. Just put it in my mouth. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, for example. Yeah. If I gave you grape right now, what color would it be? Are you serious? <laughs> Based on your personality? Yeah, I would say you definitely gave me a black grape. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, right. dark, dark, dark. Dark, just yes. evil. All right, next question. Okay. <laughs> um, let's talk about games. Okay. You uh, love games, I'm told. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you host Dr. Game Show. I do. A made-up game show. Uh-uh. Podcast. It's real. It's, it's a real podcast yeah. about made-up games. No. Oh, it's gosh. a real podcast about real games. Thank you. Um, Can you erase the other parts so you don't make me sound like an idiot? Right. We'll, we'll, we'll go back. Yeah, thanks. We'll fix the tape. Wow. So you host Dr. Game Show. I do. It's a real podcast about real games. Yes, exactly. You did it right. You also are the creator of Punderdome. Yes. Is that true? Yeah, I created it with my dad. Right. Yes. I didn't know. I, I used to work with a lot of people who participated who? in Punderdome who? often. Who? Do you know Sapna? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. I worked with her. Really? She's a New York Times reporter now. Yeah, she's really cool. She's really talented at puns. She loves puns. She, we have a mutual friend. Yeah? Yeah. You and Sapna? Yeah. Or me and you? No. I mean, yeah, I guess we both do. Um, where did Punderdome come from? What? You and you and Dad yes. created Punderdome. Yes. What's the origin? First of all, we call him Father. Father. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And, yeah. um, uh, well, so my boss was like, my boss at the time, I was working at a coffee shop and she spent time in Austin and she was telling me about the O. Henry pun off. And I was like, we should, why doesn't Brooklyn have one of those? Right. So, so you just stole it. Yes. Nice. Definitely. That's the Brooklyn way. You know, a lot of people had podcasts before this. Did you steal a podcast? <laughs> I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think there was another podcast called Unhappy Hour. No. Not anymore. Because we snatched up that trademark For and then real? sued him into the ground. Are you serious? No. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yes. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah, with I your personality? Fa- I have the face of like an industrialist. Excuse me? Like the son of an industrialist. You cannot say that with the power of a podcast. People will believe you. It's true because I, I'm building an image in their minds. Well, I have the face of a pirate queen and you better believe I got the body of a butterfly. <laughs> sure. I see that. Yeah. Um, Don't look me up. Those are falsified pictures. Right, right. Especially, yeah, because the special came out, what, yeah. 18 years ago. I have Yasmin bleak legs. <laughs> um, where did where did your podcast, Dr. Game Show, come from? I don't know. I don't know. One day I just thought it'd be funny if we played people's made-up games. Uh-huh. So people make up the games and then send them to us and we play them on the air. Right. Yeah. And you should come do it. Please. You'll be booked with Andy Blitz. <laughs> sure, sure. I'm always down. Yeah. What is your favorite game that someone has called in with? Well, we had a game called Is It Raining? where people would call in and then we'd have to guess whether it was raining where they were. <laughs> that was really stupid. And then we had another game called One Peanut, Two Peanut, No Peanut, Blue Peanut. And um, you had to guess whether a person had one peanut, two peanuts, a painted blue peanut, or no peanuts in front of them. And one time a kid called in and was like trying to, we were answer, asking questions about if she had peanuts. And she said she had, oh, she said she had two, she said she had a, a scoop of peanut butter in her mouth, which equated to two peanuts, which was outrageous. <laughs> it's disgusting. Where was she from? Virginia. That sounds about right. But a lot of children call in to the show. It's a children's show, unlike this trash. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's true. true. Yeah. We are are not for children. Yeah. Well, yeah, obvious. We did have a child as a guest. Who? Ava. Do you know Ava? Who? That's it. Who? It's just Ava. Who? That's her. Who? You know her. What? You've seen her. How? (laughs) Do you have children on your show? Yeah. Often? Sometimes. In person? I love the children. I love children. I think they're so funny. So it's like kids say the darndest things. No, it says kids play the darndest games. Did they make up the games or no, play the games? No, they play the games against comedians. I see. And callers. And then Manolo is my co-host. Do you know Manolo? Um, I've heard of him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's there. He's there. What is your least favorite yes? game? Oh, my god! In the world. Me? Yeah. Oh, I would have to say Connect Four. Because? I just don't like it. It's just so boring. True. There's only one way to win, and if you miss it, then you miss it. That's true. It's sort of like Tic-Tac-Toe, but... Yeah! IRL in 3D. I don't like it. I don't like Tic-Tac-Toe either. I also don't like mini golf. As a whole? I don't like playing it. Do you like big golf? No, I don't like big golf. Why don't you like mini golf? I don't like swinging... I don't like swinging and hitting. So that, I mean, that's that's beyond just mini golf. What? That's baseball. No. Polo, uh-uh. water polo. No, don't bring that into it. So you like those? Yeah, I love water polo. Right. <laughs> Do they play with a hammer in water polo? Yeah, they play with a hammer. They bring hammers into the water. And they well, they have the nuts. land hammer. They there have land polo. blood fucking everywhere. <laughs> it is a pool full of blood. Hammers I... are floating in the water. I have in the past questioned the uh, the veracity of a, of the name water polo. Do you know they put the horses underwater until they drown? <laughs> yeah. They drown so many horses a year playing high school water polo. Specifically high school. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, because they're not trained athletes. No. They keep them underwater too long. The right. horses are begging for air. Right. I don't even know how I we got on <laughs> Oh, mini golf. Oh, right. Mini golf. Yeah. Why? I still don't understand. Tell me you've enjoyed it. I have. Tell me when. Uh, it was probably like 2006. Yeah. <laughs> what day is it today? Huh? 12 years later? Yeah. Tell me one thing you enjoyed in 2006 besides mini golf. American Idol. Ugh, God. Come on. What do you enjoy now? Two things you enjoy now. Seedless grapes. Yes. <laughs> and um, chocolate-covered strawberries. You have changed so much. I know. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe you like chocolate-covered strawberries. They're so sexual. I cannot eat them. They are. Well, when the chocolate is soft. Ugh. It's too much. Hard chocolate is fine. That's like eating shrimp cocktails. Right. It's too sexual. Do you like escape rooms? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you exit the room, huh? Isn't it interesting? You're like, do you like escape rooms? Because I'm out of here. I do not like escape rooms. I think they are a weird, privileged activity. Right. Because you're just paying for someone to lock you in a room. Yes. But it's a game. Don't like it. Don't like teamwork. Don't like forced teamwork. Don't like problem solving. No thanks. Let's go next door to the hookah lounge. Sure, sure. If you feel like this is a very specific escape room establishment that you went to. <laughs> Happen to be right next door to a hookah lounge. Are you a fan of hookah? No, I'd rather do that though than go to escape room. Tell me about, <laughs> what is Joe Paratox with you? This is a show on Adult Swim. Mm -hmm. Joe Paratox to you about different topics each episode. Got it. Barry has, has attempted to, to sway unhappy hour listeners to watch Joe Paratox That's with cool. you. That's cool. You, uh, you played a dooms, doomsdayer? Doomsayer? Mm-hmm. Do you have a plan for the apocalypse? Me? No. But every time I, like, when we were writing the show, I got really into it. I bought 24 Cliff Bars. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I haven't so, really touched them. Since. You are, your bowels will be very well regulated Excuse in the me? afterlife. Excuse me? Cliff Bars. Excuse me? They're basically birds. Get bird out of sienna. my business. I have pretty much convinced myself that I'll I'll be the first to die in the apocalypse because I'm not prepared at all. I'm sure you have something that you can gift. Yeah. It's a, you're only saying that because of my weight. No, I'm saying that because of your um. I think that you have something what is known as like human strategy. Mm, and I think that, I don't know. I feel like before I thought you had a good read on me, but now no, I don't know. Trust me. I think that you, here's what I think. I think that you're the kind of guy goes into a room, says, who are the power players? Spot them. <laughs> uh, you so nail you're them. You're calling me a snake. Yeah. A sneaky you snake. You slither over in any room, whether you know people or not. You point out the power players, which are basically the tallest people in the room. You go up to them. You put your slippery, slippery hand into their hand. You shake it vigorously. And then you have them on your podcast. Right. That's so, how yeah. that's how we got you. Yeah. Uh, I was in a place. <laughs> You're only saying that because of my haircut. You are trying to paint a picture for these <laughs> listeners that is just false. Just because I have 
a Supreme Court nominee haircut. Honestly, the way you describe yourself, it's like you should be on a bill. <laughs> like a dollar bill? Yeah. Let's move on. We have a game we're going to play. Oh! Made just for you. Okay. Because normally we play a game called Bowl of Shit Talk, but oh it's not really a game because it's not. So you're the only one playing, but we thought we'd try out a new game just for you. Okay. This is called Guess the Game because you know that animals that are hunted what? are called game. Oh, right? okay. I understand. It's double meaning. Okay. So we're going to play a game where we play the sound effect mm-hmm. of game. Okay. And then you have to guess what kind of game it is. Okay. Are you game? What? <laughs> Here's what's going to happen. We're uh, just going to play noises at you, uh, and then you have to guess what they came from. I just don't understand why this whole interview wasn't about grapes. <laughs> Sadly, grapes don't make noise. It just seems kind of fucked up. I know. We really screwed this up. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's start playing sounds. Okay, yeah. Here are the sounds. Did you hear it? Yeah, I heard it. <laughs> Guess the I game. I did not like that. That was unpleasant. <laughs> Bat. Next. Next. I don't want to hear if I'm right or wrong. I don't want to hear about that part. All right. We'll, we'll do it multiple tr- We'll confirm you can tell at the me, end. You can s- say later if I was right on all of them. Okay. <laughs> I don't like this. I don't like this. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> Piggy. Okay. Nice one. I don't like this. That was close. I don't even want to hear if I'm close. <laughs> This is not right. Stop! No! Stop! Cow! Move on! Close. Uh -uh. Close. Also close. Moose. Can? Can. Piggy! Piggy! Stop it! I don't like it anymore! That was a koala. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Get out of here. That's it's, they're from the. They're I'm a, so a, a tired type of, of bear. these lies. They're a type of bear that lives in Australia. Mm-mm. Bird. Wrong. Uh, Wrong. Do you know what it is? Bird. A cheetah. No. Yes, it is. That was dubbed. That's a that's it's a du- no. That's it's a YouTube authentic. series. I took that's this like video re- re-dubbed cheetahs with bird noises. I took that video myself. Yeah, right. On a like safari. you've ever been close to a cheetah. <laughs> oh no, we have one more. Okay. Bird. It's a bird. It's a bird. No. It's a bird. That's my dad. It's a, a what? <laughs> No, it's an elephant seal. What? So close. You're oh, close. You got it. Right. You got the same, like, general Same group. as animal seal? Did I do good? That's, I think, I mean, you were like zero for six. Okay. So not, not well, horrible. Well, maybe if there was grape sounds, I'd know what kind of grape it was. Oh, to be, no, you. I would say you got one out of six. Which one? Bird? The second one, you said pig, and it Bird? was a wild boar. That's pig. So I would that I would count that. Pig. First one was armadillo. And was then the it answer. was pig. And then it was pig. Yeah. Moose. Okay. Koala, cheetah, okay. elephant seal. Okay. So one out of six. Well, you tell me who gets that right, and I will call them. 
You are the only person who will ever play that game. Understood. Um. All right. I think that's all the time we have. But before we let you go, where can people find you and your work? They can go to Doctor Game Show the, the um the um the podcast, right? <laughs> and uh, that's pretty much it. And then your album is out. It's out. It's called The Hits. The Hits. The Hits. You could dig up the twenty-year-old comedy special on yeah. Comedy Central. Yeah, if you're into antiques. <laughs> and that's it. Wow, what a treat! Thanks for coming on. Dang, this was truly happy hour. <laughs> and I'm I'm sorry that we did not talk about grapes as much as you wanted. No, it's okay. I understand. You All guys right. try to be controversial, and I get it. We'll bring you back. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. 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 We're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad stuff go down easy. Barry, what's your chaser? Well, Matt, my chaser is a little bit of a cop-out, but not really, because you know what I love? What? I love walking around in the fall. <laughs> I just love it. I honestly was going to say something similar. Yeah. So. I don't I won't fault you. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, you know, I just I realized that while most people get depressed in the winter, I think I get depressed in the summertime. Yeah. I get irritable and angry. I don't like it outside. I don't even like it inside. And the fall is just the best time of year for me, for my closet, for my sanity. And I love, uh, I, I took a vacation and went to Indiana and mm-hmm. it was a lot of walking around, looking at the foliage. Putty was a happy pup. It was good stuff. And uh, that really makes me happy. It makes the week good. Yeah. I was just listening to another podcast, Betraying Our Own. How dare you? And yeah, they were talking about the same thing. Like, I just, I'm so just gross in the summer. And it's so like depressing. Yeah. It just makes me feel horrible. And at the fall, I feel like I'm stronger. Yes. Even though it gets dark at like three o'clock. What about you? What's your chaser? My chaser is everybody who came out to my live show at Caroline's. I had so much fun. It was so funny. Thank you. I always get nervous before. I I made an effort to try to write as much new material as possible. It's always like a debate when you do a live performance. Like, you know, how much old stuff do you work in because some people have never seen you live before so but i get so anxious because i'm like if there's one person who's seen me before like they're gonna be pissed if i just tell the same stuff so i do it for them and i so i was so nervous because i was like a whole bunch of stuff that i'd never tried before and everybody had a fun and then when i got off the stage this man was like you're so funny and but it was kind of dark and then he went to fist bump me and i realized it was howie mandel yep <laughs> howie mandel came out and, and did it was something. randomly there and then he went on stage after me at like 11 o'clock it was it was very weird it was weird but you sang the kidney song i did that I did was very exciting do some some classics i sang the kidney <laughs> song i i talked about my bird parrot in incident Mm -hmm. but yeah i'm excited to like keep doing stuff and hopefully i'll come around to a bunch of more places soon so yeah that's my chaser everybody who supported me including barry even though she got a free ticket (laughs) hey you know what i i 
he texted you. I was gonna buy my own ticket. Okay, I didn't ask for a free ticket. Okay. Even though you got, you, you probably still had to buy two drinks at least. Yeah, I did. And then you know what I did? Bought I freaking a got a souvenir cup. Technically, my friend Emily paid for it, and then I traded it in for the New York Comedy Festival souvenir cup that was clean. Then I gave you that cup, and then I made my friend Emily take the original dirty cup because the bartender wasn't looking. <laughs> And that's it for this week's episode. Thanks for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can head to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button and rate us, review us, but only if it's nice. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Claire Ty, and me, Matt Bellisai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman, Max Linsky, Gabrielle Lewis, and Eleanor Kagan. Music by Hans Del Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkleberry Pie. You can worship me on all the social medias at Matt Bellisai. And you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for the latest podcast buzz. And that's it. That's everything. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Uh, bye bye. I think that'd be so hot if you had a, a, had a wedding with a dog at athleisure outfits. Right. right. That'd be so hot if you both had little matching tank tops. You put the dog in yoga pants. Honestly, if I married a dog, the most upsetting thing would be me in a tank top <laughs> about the whole endeavor. <laughs> that is dark. Special thanks to Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest delivers perfectly portioned cups of frozen organic fruits and vegetables directly to your door for when you need healthy food fast. Just add water or your favorite milk, blend or heat, and enjoy. Go to daily-harvest.com and enter promo code UNHAPPY to get three cups free in your first box. That's promo code UNHAPPY for three free Daily Harvest cups at daily-harvest.com.